premier pep talk episode number 45 we're back we have a lot to talk about my friend where do we begin <laughs> where do we begin i got some good stuff that is fresh i got i I'm, this is my suggestion i think if you're ready for it i think that's right i say we go straight into the potential delusional months of the week too i think uh, that would be fantastic yeah, and whatever you want to do, you uh, let me know what you got, what I want to do, and I've got everything locked and loaded. Um, I'm ready for any where you want to begin. I've I've got a lot of content this week. Brian, oh my man, this is fresh. This is minutes fresh. Okay. Side note, I want to give you a healthy fact. Uh, since his firing, there's been one player that has reached out via social media to congratulate or thank. Uh, Mr. Pata for his work goes by the name of Ben Chilwell and he did it seven minutes ago. Mm -hmm. He was the only one to do it. Uh, the other thing I have for you, that's really fresh. You're going to love this. This is cute. This is cute. Per Mr. Max at X duo max Spurs have had an absolute terrible season so far yet. We draw to Everton tonight. We are level with Newcastle. In parentheses, whose Sky and pundits rave about week in and week out. And Manchester United, who are all over Rashford and how good United are. Blah, blah. Dot, dot, dot. There's no respect. It's unreal. What? Next, next statement. Next statement. We bring it on ourselves, and honestly, if we did click and find a manager that could get the best out of these players, it would be scary times for the rest of the Premier League, and I'm not even joking you. This is a Tottenham fan. He was this begging a, for the draw at Everton? Begging for the draw, saying, hey. Oh, you got what you want, my friend. We're fine. Let's go a little bit further into a, a Tottenham fan's mindset real quick. The response from a from a, a fellow Tottenham fan by the name of Levy is a cold at Spurs nine three three level with Newcastle after playing two games more and Man United have won a trophy and could win two more and make top four in their manager's first year. Give it the correct context, mate. Max yeah. responds. Oh, this is gonna be <laughs> love this right here. This is one. This when I read this, I'm not gonna lie to you. I had to put the blunt out so I can go ahead and make sure I got a screenshot of this. Did you want the Carabella Cup or top four? Question mark. That trophy means nothing in the grand scheme of things. A Tottenham fan. A Tottenham fan who's had seen the uh, great trophies of how many again? Zero in fifteen years is going to have a conversation off at the Carabao Cup, and 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 just nah, we're better than that. What? Why? Yeah, but, but Tottenham is the history of the Tottenham. Perfect. It's the history of the Tottenham. I mean, that was absolutely fucking hilarious. Really? You go up one nothing, you get a gift penalty, great flop from Romero. Um, great, great flop from Harry Kane as well after he kicked out twice on the Everton <laughs> players and only got a yellow and Decore slapped him in the face. Uh, sure did. He probably deserved it and probably deserved the red, but 
I think Kane should have probably got a red as well. I saw him kick two players for no fucking reason. Um, but it's the golden child. He only gets a yellow, and then he gets rewarded with a penalty five minutes later. Bit of a scoundrel, so, isn't he? A penalty. Ten men Everton. Mm-hmm. Before this, they were in they were in um, 18th place, so they were in the relegation zone. Yep, yep. And you couldn't seal the deal. Mm-hmm. And whoever responded to that first guy was right. You're in fourth, but... Newcastle and Man United have two games at hand on you. Facts. So that could change very, very quick. Also, also, Brighton sitting seven points behind you with three games in hand. So I know points on the the board are worth more, but not when you're Tottenham. No. (laughs) No. Not when you're Tottenham. I mean, they've gotten two points out of six to Southampton and Everton. Two relegation sides yeah. in their last two games. And what a strike from Keane. That, that was absolutely hilarious. I was literally typing to you, an equalizer here would be hilarious. Yeah. And boom, <laughs> and I go, holy fuck. And Lucas Mora comes on, gets a red card, goes even at 10 men. Once it went even at 10 men, I said, this has such a Spursy ending written all yeah. over it. I um, thought they were going to lose. They actually had a good chance Everton to go <laughs> drop, but they're, they're crap. So... Uh, yeah, just absolutely hilarious. That game just started, so just ended. So we had to start yeah. there because I was I was just smiling. I was like, this fucking club is a joke. Yeah. A joke. You know, I said on the last pod, maybe they'd be inspired by Conte being gone. He's probably suffocating in that locker room. Same old Spurs. Yep. No, facts. And I tweeted moments <laughs> after the game, uh, or at least it was looking like it was going to be over. I forgot what minute it was, but I said, fuck it, I'm tweeting it. I don't care what happens. And I basically said, blame Con- uh, blame Conte now, you cowards. Like, <laughs> where are you? Like, where are you fans? And and the notion that you guys can sit here and just say that he was a problem and Levy doesn't back him and things like that. Like, here, here's my, here's my, yes, I'm triggered that you beat me. Yes. Okay, let me go ahead and get that out there. Hold on. Twitter, Twitter. Uh, okay, okay. So th- this, is what, this is what I would say to this concept about beating City. If you have the ability to play any top team and show the chemistry and the, the one-twos and the movement and, and the spirit to be up against us and to draw against Everton, it just speaks to what that locker room really is, which is a mentality of prima donna, baby, back, soft bitches. None of you all know how to win. None of you all, and Conte, man, for as much shit, and listen, this doesn't take away the stain on Conte and how it is his fault. You were were quick to, to say that on that last pod when we were really going in about the bitching and how he is and everything like that. And, and it's, it's, yes, he gets definitely some blame here, but how fucking smart does this man look? fired but still was able to note how just you guys would rather be comfortable and just be okay up red card up a man fucking opportunity to take the lead and then some you have no problem going back-to-back goals against us before the half but then can't score up a man against everton like it's just embarrassing how you can think that those types of uh, up and down flip-flop fucking performances are acceptable in the premier league specifically when you have nothing else to play for tottenham you have nothing else to go for 
And that's the shame behind it. It's going to be a sad reality, Brian, when Brighton catch up on the games, when Newcastle play their games, and Tottenham, while this whole time have been convincing themselves, oh, we're top four, we're right there. And then, gone. Gone. With nothing you can do about it because their games were in hand. Gone. Gone. With no Antonio Conte with possibly no Champions League, Harry Kane out the door with Son, who is, again, shocking. He's mm-hmm. he's finished in my book. Um, now, you, up two months ago, I would have been like, bold statement, bold yeah, statement, finished. dude. Come on, slow down. Now, how can anyone uh, argue with that? Numbers are embarrassing. Six yeah. goals and assists, three of those goals came in one game. Yeah, against crazy. Leicester. And crazy. he's played pretty much every game. I think he's has uh, 27 games played. So yeah, crazy. embarrassing numbers from Son. He's finished. That's already that's already done. Some other finished players that we'll get to later in the pod. But yeah, I mean, no Champions League football. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? And Nagelsmann already said, "Nah, no, thank you. I'm good." Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be a lot more of those. Enrique already said it. Pochettino will probably come back, but don't go back to your ex. Don't go back to your ex. Yeah, That'll never. end poor. Yeah. And then. Yeah, they're they're in big big trouble, and and Newcastle is starting to pick up again. They're saying, "Hey, big six, we'll, we'll join that Tottenham. Fall out of this gracefully. You're not about this life. You're not. Our our, our delusional mud of the week is is channeling a fucking draw. But um, <laughs> we want bigger things here in Newcastle. The Geordies want bigger things. But yeah, just uh, had to start there. Had to fucking start there because it was just it was hilarious. Just the Tottenham is a gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. And um, how you get only one point out of that when Everton goes down to ten men, you get a gift penalty. It's just beyond me. But I'll play it one more time because. Uh, yeah, but Tottenham. It's the history of the Tottenham. It's the history of the Tottenham. That's the only explanation for what we just witnessed. Facts. But what a wild weekend. Managers sacked. Yep. Fucking beatdowns, beatdowns from the from the from the title race. Uh the people in charge of the people leading the title race or going at it in the title race, City and Arsenal. Managers sacked. Uh crazy, crazy results. Great game at Brenton and Brenton Brentford and Brighton. Um, so where are we going next? Oh, dude! I, Drive this bus. Let's 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 go in the order of the games. Let's go in the order of the games. I think, or let's go yeah, with. Do, uh, do you want to get rid of the dumb games? Let's get rid of the dumb games out of the way. Out of these games, I mean, based on the scoring, okay. Yeah. What was the scoring this week? Let's get what, that out of the way as well. Let, uh, breaking news: It's a fucking heat of a race. <laughs> it's a yeah. heat of a race. T- literally tie game. Hold on. Let me Tied just confirm. Week. Tie game total. You have 165 points, and I have. I think we both sucked on the goal scorers this weekend. 165 points. Holy shit! It is literally tied at 165. Uh, We both sucked on the goal scorers this weekend. But it's shameful from Isaac that he didn't score, and well, I mean, Saka. What can you say? You you'll break down that Arsenal game pretty Uh, good. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Almiron <laughs> didn't play. Watching, and then <laughs> Bruno. We're very happy that he didn't score. So Bruno, we'll, we'll, another another whining masterclass. <laughs> yeah, so we'll take that. Uh, King Kevin and, and Mo Salah both scored, so we each got a point there. You hit a bullseye on your old t- on your own team. You hit a bullseye on Crystal Palace Leicester. Last um, minute goal. 
Yeah. Roy, Roy and, Hodgson Masterclass. I think we owe some apologies to Mr. Roy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should we should probably have a conversation about that. That that game's worth having a conversation about because obviously you had a sacking, um, you had uh, uh, prehistoric times and and uh, football tactics that were written in stone on stone, mm-hmm. um, actually performing and succeeding, which is what the fuck is moment probably of the weekend for me not even the firings more of like i looked at that game i wasn't even pissed that you got it i was more pissed that that fuck got a win like that (laughs) i was like what the fuck is this old man doing uh but yeah anyway uh bullseye for me on the one one draw for the forest wolves uh but after that dude you pretty much had a master class um you've got a point the only way three games three games brighton brentford fulham bournemouth chelsea villa all three, uh, both of us, all three of those games uh, got shit. Um, but yeah, it was it was good, good fucking ball all around, man. I was really, really happy with the games. Yeah. Um, so Nottingham Forest beat Wolves. We'll get that one out of the way. Or yeah. no, Nottingham Forest draw to Wolves. One mm-hmm. one. Uh, Wolves get a late equalizer. Forest was pretty much up that whole game. Um, another game we can get out of the way. But props to Burnmouth. We said we said they're starting to pick up a little bit of form. Yeah. I thought it would get a draw, and I think I thought they'd be happy with that. They actually get the win, two one, mm-hmm. big win for Burnmouth. Absolutely huge, huge three points um, in a relegation scrap that they're in, and they're they're playing good. So props to them. West Ham one nothing against Southampton. Just there's really nothing nothing to say about that. <laughs> and um, the other games, they're all we can all get into deep conversation about them. So uh, let's just start from the beginning. Do you want to light up the Liverpool pack or what? Oh man! Oh my gosh! I've been smoking. I I am, I am literally still high as fuck off of this pool pack, man. Yeah, if we want to go into it, we can. Um, uh, we're going into it. We're starting from the beginning. Um, we got all the other crap out of the way, so let's just go through these games because there's there's a lot to talk about. So let's get into it. We're already fifteen minutes in. Man City four, Liverpool one. Go ahead, Mr. Man City fan. Dude, what a fantastic fucking game for us. For a team, yes, that is, before we go into what they've been doing, specifically sucking horrendous dick, this team has been shit all year, dude. And Liverpool. And I've just been so happy to see their downfall. But always... Also, quite fearful, like we've noted before, about the signs and what this team can might be able to do when you have a team competing for all of the things that they've done going into the season with the same roster. You can anticipate some sort of level of success. They lined up with the midfielders of Hendo, Fabinho, and Harvey Elliott. Their center backs were Kanate and Virgil. They had a front three of Salah, Gapco, and Jota. And then, obviously, the guys who <laughs> I want to really highlight most. Because I want to tell you right now, Pep Guardiola bent both of these guys backwards. Right, and Robert, Virgil deserves to be in that as well. He yeah, was we, god-awful. Yeah, and, and, and he, he really was. He really was, specifically more in the box. I just think there were certain moments where he got, he got stretched fucking worse than hot yoga on a Saturday morning and Virgil was absolutely left based on the work of Andy Robertson and uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold 
Um, and actually, I think we need to start calling him TAA or, or just Trent Alexander because finishing the rest of the name is, is, is ridiculous. I don't know which parent wants to take not, not get credit anymore for, for his work, whether it's the Alexander or the Arnold, but someone needs to do something about this guy because he is god-awful lately. Going into the game, Liverpool bragged about how he didn't go into the international break. He said no to, to the squad and he wanted to stay and focus. There was a vacation, a vacation time that he had in between and he decided to stay and focus and be at the uh uh training with the team and all of this stuff wow. didn't fucking show in the game on saturday uh city lined up okay and that's just for the lineups going into the game what you gave a lot of shit about the midfielders okay starting front three they were been consistent but a touchdown on united these these midfielders I, I don't know what happened but they negated what united were doing I mean, this was the same similar lineup, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to go back and look exactly. Um, I think maybe Joe Gomez was in. Joe Gomez was on rotate on the on the. I don't uh, think he was in. I think this is pretty much the same. I'll pull it up. You keep talking. So that's their squad. In regards to how City lined up, we started, and this is I'm going to tell you how it played out in the game. Um, a back three. Oh my God. Shaggers FC. We are rolling with the double pivot, man. Ake, Diaz, and Akanje. Rodri and brace yourself. Bold statement of the week coming. Bold statement of the week coming on this specific player that I have in the double pivot. I'm going to move forward to the rest of the midfield. We went basically. Three, two, four, one, with Ake, Diaz, and Akanje back three. Rodri and this sexy player in, in the double pivot. Kevin Gundo in the midfield. Grealish wide, Mares wide, and Alvarez lurking up front, roaming, doing things that. I'm sorry. Another bold statement on Alvarez too. I'm just gonna go ahead and get it out there. I got a statement to say about him. The sexy player I'm alluding to is Mister. Soon to be knighted, I fucking hope. John Stones. Holy shit. For the amount of credit, and I don't want to get into an Arsenal thing, but for the amount of credit that we've given Ben White for his success to adapt to the right back role, which isn't original with Miguel, but should be noted because it's impressive and it's a transformation that's required to be successful with rotation and squad depth and all those types of things. Kudos to Ben White doing it. John Stones. Looks about as comfortable in midfield as probably better than fucking Casemiro. If John Stones played enough midfield, but he looked good in midfield, but not Casemiro. Sexy in midfield, sexy in midfield. And my bold statement for anyone listening is that an asterisk when healthy. John Stones is one of the most elite center backs, defenders, slash players in the world. This man is diverse. This man can do... I've seen him hit bangers. Not with a header, with his feet. Inside and outside the box. I've been so impressed with this man. We are moving. Overall, this team has been moving. Even with the international break, that's the biggest thing. Yes, it's Liverpool, but we are back, and it's almost like there wasn't a fucking international break. We're just rolling now, similar to Arsenal, unfortunately. But, yes, we're just rolling. So that's how we lined up, a true 3-2-4-1. 
the double pivot with John Stones is such a great adaptation. I'm absolutely enthralled with Pep got it all right for this game. Four to one, we had focus on me, I thought, was getting behind Robertson. A little bit, not not so much on Trent, kind of more just making him do the things that he naturally does, which is being a shit defender. You just got to expose him. You don't even really have to try to focus on working him. It just comes out naturally. The moments where Virgil had, I think, like, I don't want to jump here, but, like, I want to give a little credit here to Trent for the first goal. We should probably get that out of the way. He had the initial pass down to Jota, who left it. Salah runs in unfazed. It's a loose ball. Great finish by him. Not a question of offside for me. Not even going to fight it or contend to it. I'm also going to give fans a little juicy other thing I'm going to admit to that it today we didn't see it, but I admit we probably should have. I'll talk about that later, Mr. Manager Pep Guardiola. Great goal by then. I'm disappointed on Akanji and some of the other players coming back, not getting on top of the loose ball. Nevertheless, Salah runs in. Down a goal. 11 games left. 10 after this. Liverpool. Yeah, it's at home. Cheeks are have never been tighter. This can start it or end the run for us. How do you respond? I have a question and a theme I'd like to ask any haters to City and any haters to Erling Holland. Our first goal is that if Holland played, would that be a Holland t- tapping or would that be a, 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 a beautiful Team City goal that they do? Because that's exactly what it ended up being. An easy tap-in for Julian Alvarez. And Holland would have done the same thing. But since it's not Holland, I have a feeling, like the commentators did, beautiful team goal, which it was. So I think I think for the shits and giggles during the next before the next pod, I'm gonna go back and look at all the Holland hopping tap-ins. Oh, and the see, commentators say that. And see if there were actual tap-ins or was it beautiful city teamwork goal and structure and we got it right and it just so happened that coco the monkey could have finished the fucking goal it just so happened to be our great striker who's tallying one hell of a season come back great fight Drackey grealish man of the match i forgot to wear my headband today i completely forgot about it but i was gonna wear it in absolute solidarity with my man jack dude in a couple years we're gonna have to have this conversation i'm Right now, I might be in the heat of the moment with 10 games left and what he's done. Maybe he'll do it in Champions League. He's not leaving my starting lineup. And for a guy going into this hesitant with Phil out, oh my God, am I such in good hands with that man and those large calves. He is on a roll right now. His control, his demeanor, on two separate occasions, he had four or more Liverpool players on him, either on the wing or right outside the box. In both scenarios, he successfully got out of it and continued to move the passing along. Jackie Grealish is playing at exactly what we want from him. The rest of the world sees the goals, and now I'm like... Okay, that's the extra. It, for me, it's been the movement, the aggressiveness, the, the freedom, the kind of feel like when we go on a run. Also, doing anything for your fucking club, going one-on-one with Salah off of an attacking corner and doing the defensive work to simply get a goal kick out of it. Fuck that. 
is worth a hundred million fucking pounds any day of the week. That is the shit you pay fucking players for because they love the club. Keep looking at the goals and assists, and I'm going to look at the results overall, the chemistry, the demeanor, how things move. Pep has, I am fully bought in until we just absolutely go fraudulent with Pep, which might happen one day. Until then, I'm going to back when he moves on a great player like that. First goal, 1-1, one, one, beautiful work. I question everyone to ask yourself, is that an Alvarez simple tapping? Oh, God. Or is that a Man City beautiful goal? What a move. We go into the half. We should have scored another one. And I'm like, fuck. All right. What's going to happen? At the time, also, we're talking about Rotary and a couple fouls. I'm seeing some hate, which, yeah, got some fouls. Not going to question the pulling on. It's the unsuccessful grabbing of Gapco. Did try to grab him. It didn't get the yellow. I say that's a yellow. I agree. Got a yellow down the line for something else. But I know in the first 10 minutes, Fabinho was pretty aggressive. I felt like there should have been a yellow there. I don't know if you'll agree or disagree with that if you were watching the so game. Should have got a yellow. Um, I love the second goal as well. The passing before the passing. But here's my big, and I'm not taking a dig at Arsenal. It all worked out for the better for both clubs. I also pray moving forward, there's an asterisk. I hope we never do business again. I don't, I just, I truly, while it's been successful for both clubs, I don't want to do business with a, a true competitor for the league. And moving forward, Arsenal call, simply let them know you're getting the same forwarding message we give Liverpool and the rest of the top clubs now. I don't want to fucking do business with you anymore. Thank you, but no thank you. So, yes, Gabriel Seuss and that role for 14 fucking million or sterling or whatever it was, I will take Julian Alvarez. Absolutely incredible. The ball he played the Mares right before that second goal that he crossed in for another tap-in or a Man City beautiful teamwork goal. I don't know. I question the audience to tell me. But wonderful display of location, understanding scenario, Crossing it back over, and the ball was sublime. Who Gabriel Hussos could do that as well. Not debating that. I'm saying for the age difference, which I think is only like two or three years, maybe. Maybe even four. Gabriel's like 25. Because he's literally just turned 26 today. Oh, his birthday. I think Julian's like 22. Maybe 20, is he 22? Okay, so Probably. for that age difference and for the value that we got back, I think Alvarez is going to be miles better for what we need for what we need and I'm just, I'm just enthralled with what he's done in his first season with us just loving every bit of it um that's the second goal take the lead the third goal absolutely wonderful um before i get to that the 58th minute cody gapko you have learned ways from the dark arts sir Ways of the dark arts, and if we're gonna give shit to players, I forgot tonight. he was playing. He was. He was I <laughs> well, literally forgot he was playing after the game. Well, like, you might have remembered when this fuck was playing in the fifty-eighth minute. He did, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm alluding to, Mister Ray Mysterio. I want to get magical on folks. Mr. I want to go ahead and start twirling and twining and trying to get into folks and diving and, and just off the top rope out of nowhere, Rey Mysterio, Cody Gapko. What in the world kind of dive is that, sir? No one touched you. Not a soul. You fell 
from the wind. You passed gas the wrong way and fell. And you try to make it seem like Ake touched you. Shame on you, sir. That is what I define as a true dive. Not a single bit of physical contact. And the man goes down. Completely, completely unacceptable in a top league. Should be absolutely yet yellow carded for it. And in my opinion, that's a situation where I don't know if rules ever Why allow. Why wasn't given a yellow card for that? I don't Dude, get that. That's I'll, a I'll, clear yellow. I'll give you one better. Not only was he not given a yellow card, but when they reviewed it, I'm pretty sure the notes came out. They didn't even review the fact that he do- he dove. Like they didn't want to look at that. They just determined no, it wasn't that. Like not enough to say. Okay, so. You're not even saying that there was or acknowledge contact, yes or no, is what I want to know. And if you're saying insufficient or no, spiked Ake as well, dude. I'm so so pissed about that. So pissed about that because, and you should be too, Arsenal fans, because that right there would have definitely been different if the if the red Liverpool would have been red Arsenal, in my humble opinion. Just with how Liverpool are going, this is things are a little bit tighter for one and twos. But nevertheless, it's a rivalry game. The way Pool have been, fuck off. That's that's art, dark arts shit, and I'm I was heated about it. Um, the seventy third minute, man, the Jack and King movement, absolutely, completely hoed Trent. Alvarez was completely occupying Virgil though with the run that he had, so he couldn't actually come back over. Should he have, it would have just been tapped over to Alvarez, which was the theme with a lot of what we were doing. The way we were attacking wasn't really more central. It, Liverpool seemed to have that congested central, feeling like they're doing good with that, and we would just take Mares, Grealish out, wing it out to him, and then from there just kind of spike it in and go down the line from the rotation. Worked very well on a couple shots that uh, right outside the box. We had a foul on, on Gundo. Um, Gundo shot on the on the, the reflection, the Alvarez movement. That's the thing that I felt so confident about. Without Gabriel Jesus, yes, where is the scoring going to come when we don't play Holland? But it was more for me. Can he adapt? Can he finish? Is he clinical? What what kind of player are we going to get? Because I was seeing rumors of him being able to play out wide too, and I was like, see, I don't want to see that. I need a true out and out striker, and he can do that for us if need be. But the movement, everything was just oh, coming off international break, coming off the situation that we're in, no Holland, no problem, being able to put four up on a rival, even though they're down, you know that the, that the potential is there for that team. There's no question about that because of the fact that they are Liverpool. They are Liverpool. They put up, and it's not like we haven't seen it all year, they put up seven on United. If you're listening, O'Leary, they put a touchdown on your heads. Going into this game, we should have been worried, and rightfully so. But we slapped them, dude. Slapped them. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll touch on the city quickly because you pretty much covered it all. But Grealish, yes, very, very great performance. He's really picking it up. Um, he's showing why he was worth $100 million, definitely. Alvarez was good as well. Um, Stones. You pointed it out. I've always said I think he's probably one of your best center backs. Uh, yeah. I've always been a fan of him. I, I, I don't understand why the John Stones-Ben White center back pe- pairing is not happening with Ramsdale and goal. I think the ability of the of, of that England would have with those guys being able to play the ball out of the back and also defend would just take England to a level that 
what they would actually probably win some trophies. I mean, that would be sick. Yeah. Ramsdale's distribution, both of those guys defending can both play out of the back, but we know Southgate won't do that. So who fucking cares? Yeah. He's a fucking nitwit. Um, hey, you're and, not wrong. And then, I mean, Man City's looking good. Everybody's been waiting for the run. The run is coming, of course. It's here. And Arsenal have to keep on winning because it doesn't look like City want to lose right now. Um, I'm going to say they'll probably win most of their games. You know, we'll see what happens when we go head to head. But yeah, it looks like the run is finally here. They're 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 ticking in form. The move, the ball movement was great. De Bruyne was on 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 point as well. He looked like prime Kevin De Bruyne. So yeah, we have to keep winning. Um, unfortunately, our game against Liverpool is at Anfield, which will make it a more difficult game. So we'll see what happens then. But like I said, you covered City, but from what I saw from Liverpool, yeah, they scored that first goal. I was like, all right, cool. But from what I saw from this first 20 minutes, Man City's winning this game easy because you saw the holes in the defense right from the beginning. You guys had plenty of good chances. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way unless Jurgen Klopp sacrifices himself to the football gods on the sideline right now, Man City are not scoring more than three goals (laughs) because I, I see the defending and it's fucking poor. City's getting in behind so easy. Yeah. And I knew the goals were coming. So I I wasn't even excited. I'm like, nah, Liverpool's not doing this. They look they look dreadful. They've been dreadful on the road all year. This isn't just a one off thing. And Virgil van Dyke, I I really want to point this guy out because I've I keep hearing Liverpool fans for years saying this guy is the best defender the Premier League's ever seen. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. The effort it, it's not even that he's lost abilities. He might have lost ability. The lack of effort from him is flat out fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Absolutely embarrassing. That first goal where Mares goes through like three guys, Virgil yeah. Van Dyke just turned his back and started trotting, trotting backwards towards the goal. Didn't even bother to challenge Mares. Didn't even fucking bother. Trots back. And then Grealish puts in the cross. Trent Alexander completely whiffs on it. And I'm just like, what the fuck happened to this guy? He, yeah. he, I've always rated him. Best defender in the Prem? No. I wouldn't, maybe, maybe years back. But of all time? No. Not for me. But I've always rated him. His, his effort this entire season, entire season, we can point out blunders like this throughout the whole season. The, the, yeah. the loss to Leeds, where he just let Somerville get that wide open shot, didn't even challenge him. The yeah. lack of effort is fucking embarrassing, and that's supposed to be one of your leaders on the team. Yeah, That's supposed to be one of your leaders. And, you know, everybody wants to cook Trent, and he deserves it because he was terrible as well. Mm-hmm. But Van Dyke is supposed to be the anchor, and he was fucking terrible. And it's, like I said, it's not even the, the his abilities have dipped because they probably have a little bit. But I'm seeing no effort from him. At all. I think it's fucking disgraceful. And, and- it is. You know, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think and I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a real harsh, harsh city fan right now. This is another reason why I really don't think that their run has been that fucking good to me. Klopp's inability to to change dynamics. I mean, think about the ways that Pep Guardiola has won. Think about when someone wins one and gets another one. 
Think about what their natural mindset would be. Why would you change shit if it's winning? <laughs> what does that matter? If you're winning, just keep going out there and doing it. The whole process to how it works for me is, is showing right now there's so much more levels to this and Klopp is not there. Klopp is not there. This gang compress, whatever is going on with Liverpool, I don't watch enough Liverpool to see if he's actually switching it up or changing things up. What I do know is there's been a consistent way to be beating Liverpool this year, and that's getting in behind both flanks because you're going to isolate the center backs every single fucking time. And if you just do that, you're going to be a-okay. And that goes for almost any club that's played them. And going up the middle, I'm just, maybe I'm also all about Shaggers FC and the three-back formation. I'm absolutely giddy for three-backs, dude. Sign me up for that rugged Italian shit. I don't give a Hulu fuck anymore. Give me the opportunity, even when Holland comes back. Even have Alvarez up there doing the 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 three four uh, uh what is that three four two one I mean it's it, it's wonderful dude I would love to just keep being able to have that allow for just you want to flood that midfield have it have all of it it's almost like we might be throwing it at Tuchel it's almost like we might be doing and which by the way I don't even want to get into it that far. Dude. There's no need to get into it. It was a fucking disgrace of a game. Four back, though? Did you see how they were attacking? In the... That dude has been picking up a fucking book since he hasn't been coaching. Mm-hmm. That man came with some shit he's never done before. Straight up. I was watching Byron fans and Tuchel stands over there on Twitter talking to, like, getting absolutely giddy for what this man was doing and how they were attacking. Alfonso Davies being like caught right there in the middle of the fucking uh, box, pretty much. It was beautiful to kind of see from just a neutral standpoint, from a, from a city standpoint. I'm fucking scared as shit, scared as shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fuck Liverpool. I think it's. I think a lot of this is on Klopp, man. His inability to. to that was to my next it. point. That was my next point. Is is Klopp? You can you can blame F H. What was it called? Uh, the investment group, Fenway Sports, uh, FS, FSG. FSG. You can blame them. Uh, as much as you want, but Jurgen Klopp has to take some some uh, responsibility here because mm-hmm. that was my point. Why are they not playing three center backs? We've seen them get exposed game after game this whole fucking year. With with uh, you just take a few one off results, push those to the side. But for majority of this season, they've been getting exposed and they've been terrible defensively. Why have they not changed formation? Why are they not going to a three-back? Why have they not tried something different? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And, you know, he just shrugs his shoulders and keeps on moving. And, and you know, I'm starting to see, hmm, maybe he's checked out like Virgil van Dyke. Maybe van Dyke's checked out because usually your motivation comes from the manager. Yeah. So yeah, where is that coming from? Is it coming from Klopp? I think it is because his his lack of ability to adapt to the circumstances and to oh. just just – yeah, let's just keep trotting out the Van Dyke Kanate pivot. It hasn't worked all year. Let's keep yeah. trotting out Trent as a right back. It hasn't worked all year. I mean, why not a three back center uh, formation with Trent as a wing back so he doesn't have to defend as much? I mean, yeah. it just it doesn't make sense. Anytime you're playing a good winger who's in form, you'll be playing two this weekend, by the way, you're going to get ripped up. 
Robertson was just as fucking terrible on that other side. I mean, he he was awful, and he had some dreadful crosses. Yeah. Um, there was a, they, were, they had a really good chance to go up 2-0, and Robertson put up, uh, I, I would say, the second worst pass of the weekend right after Mudrick passing it to the goaltender. <laughs> um, we'll get to that later. But, um, yeah, it was just it was just awful. And, and Klopp has to take responsibility because this, this was embarrassing. This was fucking embarrassing for Liverpool. I mean, they 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 weren't even they weren't even involved in the second half. That was a that was a Man City Harlem Globetrotter showcase basically in the second half. I mean, yeah. it, it it was just them dicking around. So, and and I, I don't know if you have much more to say, but if you're ready to transition, yeah, it's a good time to transition into my delusional mutt of the week. And with all that bashing of Liverpool, I know it's going to be a tough game Sunday. We're going to Anfield, different animal. Mm-hmm. Different animal. Man United slapped 7-0. You guys took an L there as well. So as bad as they are, that that stadium is tough to tough to go to. So I know it's going to be a different animal. I'll still probably favor us. I think we can beat them at Anfield. If Leeds did it, why can't we? But let's let's uh, transition into my delusional mutt of the week. And this is a doozy from a man named Ian Doyle, chief LFC reporter. <laughs> the topic of who will win the title. Oh God. So it like I said, topic, who will win the title? Question mark. And Ian Doyle writes, eight points clear going into the final two months of the season. It will require arguably one of the worst capitulations in Premier League history for Arsenal not to win the title. The fact is so much has gone for the Gunners this season. Lack of injuries. This shit again? Seriously? <laughs> Troubles at their rivals. Troubles at our rivals. We smacked Tottenham twice. We beat Chelsea. We beat Man U. What what what, what rivals are you talking about? You dumb yeah. fuck. <laughs> General <laughs> officiating decisions. Hmm. Are you saying that they favored us? Please, please cite what you're referring to, sir. Because I remember. Immediately coming out and saying Arsenal got screwed because our friend Lee Mason decided to not draw lines. I remember them coming out and saying, "Hey, remember that call at Manchester where we took away the the opening goal for Gabriel Martinelli? We got that wrong." So you're saying that we're getting refereeing decisions? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? There we go. Teams <laughs> not taking them seriously. That's just shameful. Teams not taking them seriously. That's just shameful. Wow. They're just letting us win it, huh? Yeah, that's that's, hey, that's Arsenal's about... in town. Yeah. Let's mail it in. We don't have to take them seriously. Minimal pressure and the expectation from the national media. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? This is one of the most diluted. This might be diluted mud of the year. I might just give it to you now. It's only fucking April. But this is what? embarrassing. Expectation from the media. Every time I turn on the media, I see Gary Neville moaning. I see Jamie O'Hara crying that, that we're playing good. I see other fucking idiots uh, doing the same shit, upset that, that we're winning. I go on DR Sports this morning, and I'm like, oh, oh, how are you guys going to do it next season? Because you can't you do it you want for this year. So how are you going to do it? Shut the fuck up. I'm tired of it. And he's not done. That their ability to take advantage of situations that has been forged for a few years under Mark, Mikel Arteta is now bearing fruit. In any normal season, they'd be fourth. 
but this isn't a normal season. And failure to finish the job now would damage the reputation of all involved considerably. Arsenal can't blow it now. Now, I like to give Liverpool credit for what they've done. But if you're saying this is a fluke title, which is what you're fucking telling me, let's look at your last Premier League title, your first one in 30, 30 years. Let's take a look at that one, Mr. Ian Doyle, with a fucking magnifying glass. Let me pull it up. Because I'm going to say this is a motherfucking fluke title. Let's go to it. Premier League title. That was in 1819. I think it was 1920. Was it? 1920. And if you're saying ours is a fluke, I'm going to say that yours was a fucking fluke. And I like to give your club credit. But (laughs) after this bullshit article, I'm going to pick apart your fucking title winning season. Your first one in 30 years, by the way. (laughs) For this great fucking club. You only won the title once. That's a good fucking statement. <laughs> so let's go. This is wonderful. Liverpool finished the, 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 the season with 99 points. Great job. Great Thank fucking God. job. All right. But let's not forget, Mr. Ian Doyle. This was the COVID season, my friend. Where a long pause took place. <laughs> and fans were taken out of stadiums. Yeah. Let's not forget that. No. I think that's a little more fluky than, hey, teams just don't want to play card against Arsenal. <laughs> Manchester City finished the season with 81 points. Oh, fucking hell. And then third place, Manchester United finished the season with 66 points. Much of a race. So, what season's a fluke? Because... You won the title, and you're saying that this is a weakened Premier League. Yet Manchester City's on pace for how many points right now? I think you can finish it with. Let's look. If you finish if you win win out, your games, you weren't. You're 99. If you I went know. out, you can finish no, with 94 not. points. I think that's higher than 81. Yeah. If Newcastle wins out, they can finish with 80. I think that's higher than third place Man United's. 66 points that they finish with. So this is th- th- this season now that Arsenal's in front is a week in Premier League? These numbers are looking funny in the light, my friend. 99 points, <laughs> COVID, no fans, break in the middle of the season. And mm-hmm. Manchester City, who's consistently put up 90 points, put up 81 points in second place. After yeah. that, 15 points behind is Manchester United. I mean, this is a fucking fluke season in my opinion. Seems like a lot of those teams maybe didn't take you guys seriously. Could that be possible? Because that's what I'm fucking seeing. So enough of the fucking nonsense. There's not one fucking pundit out there that wants us to win, except maybe Ian Wright and Thierry Henry. Yeah. But honestly, besides that, all I'm hearing is negative stuff. Arsenal better not bottle it. This is a, They're already setting it up for, for, the, for, for them to pile it on. So... This this was this was like I said, this is a contender for delusional mud of the year. Just embarrassing, embarrassing writing. One of the biggest capitulations. Man City have a game in hand and we have to play each other. Yeah. So you're telling me if we lose a game, if we draw at Anfield and lose to Manchester City at the Etihad and, and Man City win on goal differential, that's a that's the biggest capitulation in Premier League history? 
<laughs> I mean, did you take your medication this morning, Mr. Doyle? Uh, if not, I know a pharmacist. Oh, you man. fucking clown. Delusional mutt of the week and potential delusional mutt of the year already. That's impressive because it's fucking April 3rd, yeah. you cunt. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed with how completely ignorant that man is for 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 it sounds like he's a liverpool fan if i understand this correctly and if he's a reporter lfc yeah so so you 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 have this stance for liverpool and basically what i learned about you through this is that you you don't really understand how a title race works and the vision of what a team has for a title race um, it makes me sad to think that that fan base has another moron like that because that's absolutely moronic. Arsenal, at this point, I would, I, 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 if you were to say to me, is it a bottle if they were to lose it? And if I would have to give a yes or no answer, I would have to say at this point, I think it is, yes, a bottle. I would have to say mainly because I think you've, held it the most amount of weeks. I think I forget for every checkpoint that they keep pointing. I remember 60 points, 70 points, whatever it was, as we keep going 50 points, they kept showing all the teams that have gotten to that point with that amount of games. And they keep showing me like all the other clubs that have done it and all those other clubs have won it. Would you say so, it's the biggest capitulation in premier league history? That is absolutely absurd because man United with six games to go were eight points up on man city and lost it. Yeah, that's exactly right. So no, abs- no, it's absurd. There's no way to say something. We've seen way worse. We've done way better. Um, there's been way worse scenarios for other clubs. No, that's that's shameful. Specifically because also you got to look at the situation. This is where when you talk about the biggest cap- capitulation, that's when you ha- you can bring in if you're going to bring in grand scheme. Then now you're allowed to include where the vision is and where the Arsenal are going into the year, coming into this season. Everything technically is truly a bonus from the goals that they set out. It's a bonus. If you look at it, they, they, Miguel would have been like, yeah, of course, like any manager trying to win and young, he's going to tell you, I want to go win the league. Of course, that's the whole goal. But was it a realistic shot? You guys want a top four. Just so happened that you guys are way exceeding everything. And I am no stranger to that, which is why I can't hate it. So, like, I, I anticipating where I think he may have a little conversation about, which it's stupid because he doesn't have – with everything else he was trying to argue, he has no say in it, which is the notion that uh, the, the Champions League and European competition next year. But, again, the wages are different. The players that you bring in are going to be different. The whole situation is going to be geared for that European competition. It is fair to accurately say that this season – the depth was not there for a double cup run. This is where I try to go now to the single competition with 10, nine games left, whatever it is for you. Also, with the rescheduling and everything, have you seen this? When your last game is done, City might potentially have three games in hand. That's crazy. Yeah. The way the scheduling is done, there could be a situation... the Premier League wouldn't. Championship Sunday is Championship Sunday. 
So yeah, that's a good point. I yeah, would imagine that, that. Yeah, they won't do it after because that's the reason they all play at the same time. So it's yeah. not something. But I'm maybe I have to look at the schedule. But I'm, I think what you're saying is maybe there'll be a gap between our last game and then our second to last game, or you guys will have several games in hand. Yeah, which is possible. Yeah. But I don't think they would change Championship Sunday. Yeah, that's gonna be. You that's gonna have be three wild. more games as far as Champions League final, mm-hmm. FA Cup final, and. Uh, two more games, I guess that would be. But yeah, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a wild race. So there's plenty of games season left. There's uh, it's stupid, stupid. That needs that guy needs to capitulate for that making that statement. Lack of injuries. Oh yeah, Saliba's only out. Oh yeah, Saka only sat this weekend. Oh yeah, Jesus was out for three. I mean, come on, the lack of injuries thing is fucking embarrassing. I mean, have we have we had? Injuries like Liverpool, the Euro Club, no. But you can't say we haven't had injuries. We've just dealt with them better than everybody else. I mean, <laughs> sorry, sorry that when Jesus was out and Ketty was scoring braces against against the title contenders, Man United, or the supposed title <laughs> contenders, Man United. <laughs> anyway, enough with that fucking loser. No, no serious fan base that's trying to win multiple titles. Cites injuries as an excuse for anything. At the end of the day, it didn't happen. You have to play up. When it gets to a point where it's ridiculous, I everyone understands. It's a, it's it's the nature of the circumstances. But you still got to find a way to compete. And if you don't, yeah, it's a toss season. That's what happens. It's it's if that happens, it's it's not good. I get it. But there, are, you know, should we go down the path where literally eleven full out starters, true players all out i mean that would be ridiculous it's not necessarily always that exaggerated right it's typically like one to two players or three to four players now the length of the injury and all that you know a lot of things matter i mean so you always got to find a way to compete there is an understanding though when it gets to a point where it's a little ridiculous where it's like seven eight players that are full-time starters i haven't seen that in anyone so that's like Chill the fuck out with the with the injury excuses because everyone's got to deal with that. It's not that serious. Like, just like I couldn't believe I was reading that this morning. It was it's yeah. so embarrassing. Anyway, <clears throat> we'll go to the Arsenal game four one at home against Leeds. Um, Slapping. I think we were in second gear the whole game. Still won four one. I think Leeds was probably better first thirty minutes, um, but we get a penalty. Um, well, Jesus gets a penalty, sends it right down the middle. Yeah, yeah, easy, easy. Ailing didn't even argue it. When, yeah, when he, the defender doesn't argue it, you know it's a fucking pen because these guys love to argue pens. So this nematode fell down backwards, <laughs> yeah, landed yeah. on his back, Jesus sent his ass and kicked him <laughs> and kicked him in the fucking shin. Basically, is where I saw it. Basically, what I got out of it. What a yeah. scrub. Yeah, he's terrible, Ailing. But yeah, I mean, and it, it's good to see because he beat Jesus completely sent two guys and and he's going to be key because we're going to play some relegation contenders that are going to park the bus against us. And we had trouble when he was injured in a couple games, Newcastle, uh, Everton, with teams that parked the bus. And he, he showed right there dribbling in tight spaces. There's not many yeah. players better than him at it. I mean, his ability to, to navigate through two or three defenders and, and make them look like fucking championship level defenders is, mm-hmm. is one of his specialties. And uh, I was glad he got the penalty. 
Um, he hasn't scored in a while with the injuries, and he had a goal drought before that. So it was good to see him get his goal, his birthday today. So good weekend for Jesus. He's back, and he will be key for our title run for sure. He gets a second goal. Um, that was actually the third goal. He gets a second one, though, and also, and then comes off the pitch at about 60 minutes. So I think they had him. They're, they're building him back up slowly, which is smart. Yeah which is smart. And I think he'll be sure. ready for a full 90 at Anfield if needed, but it's tough to say. Shit, it's going to be needed. It, it's tough to say though, because Leandro Chassard, seven assists now in an Arsenal uniform. He's been Wild. balling and it's a good problem to have when you have four forwards on all, all on top form. And you have to say, mm-hmm. who do I have to sit? Because really none of them deserve to sit because they're all balling right now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the second goal, uh, Gabriel Martinelli assists. Great, great game. Great, great tap in from Ben White. He almost skied it over the post. That would have been embarrassing. But he gets it in. He gets yeah. it in. And um, he he was great again today. He's just – I'm liking this guy more and more. His mm-hmm. absolute shithousery throughout the game was hilarious. His shithousery after the game was hilarious. They asked him, "Do uh, does Arteta let you guys watch the city games in the locker room? And he said, I don't watch I don't football, watch man. Football. <laughs> yeah. Just, just his, his interviews are, are fucking gold, gold, gold. But I'm, I'm, I really love this guy. 50 million. Everybody was questioning it. Just shows you Arteta's eye for talent is just on point. He may not get everyone right, but he's gotten a lot right. He's gotten a lot right. And Ben Ooh. White's been an absolute key. And the Jocker Redemption. I mean, we said it early on in, in, in our run of this podcast that the Jocker redemption is great, and we're saying it now. That just shows you he has not fallen off at all. He's actually mm-hmm. still playing at a high, high level, and his redemption has been insane. He was awesome on the pitch uh, Saturday. Our midfield is just so good with Zinchenko tucking in, uh, inverted role. It's just It just dominates, dominates the ball, and – yeah, I'm just blown away by Jaka, man. He's one of my favorite players now. I would not have believed I would say that um, a year ago. Yeah. But just consistency. I mean, he's putting up numbers too. He's not just, you know, dominating space in the midfield and and leading us with with, you know, you know his his veteran leadership. He's putting up numbers as well, which is which is awesome. Really, really awesome. And yeah, like I said, I, I think we were in second gear the the whole game, but um still a 4-1 so happy with that happy that we kept pace with your goals so we're not that far in goal difference because like i said that could be a factor you just don't know i mean it's a it's a tight tight race at this point so yeah that's about it anything about leads anything Uh, about what they did strange starting lineup uh no striker was weird especially because rodrigo has been quality all season um and we didn't have Saliba, so you would think you would might want to get your top goal scorer, top yeah. striker on the pitch. That was weird, but the pace of Somerville was kind of hurting us in the beginning. I mean, that kid's very, very quick. Very, like very him. quick. I like him a lot as well. And um, that was about it. I mean, once that first penalty went in, it was all Arsenal. And, um, yeah, that's it. They get a goal. I was disappointed not to get a clean sheet. It was a deflected uh-huh. goal. So, I mean, I'm not that mad about it. But, yeah, of course you want the clean sheet. But, yeah, it was a it was an overall solid performance. I think we'll, we'll step it up another level next week at Anfield. I think the only time 
Arsenal are going to have to worry this year is when if should they go a goal down. I think if Arsenal go a goal up against anyone, I think you can pretty much lock it in. Yeah. I think the second one's coming soon. And I think maybe far off from allowing someone else to go. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like Liverpool would be the one for me to where, like, if you go down a goal at Anfield, yeah, that's 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 scary now. I think that's scary times. Yeah, for sure. We got to get the first goal at Anfield. I would, I would definitely think so. But even if we don't, I still back us, man. We're we're, we're relentless. Yeah. We're not scared of of keeping on doing what we do. That's we, for sure. We have that belief that we're going to do what we do, and the goal is going to come throughout ninety minutes. We'll, we're going to yeah. get what we get because this is how we play, and the results are the results, and we will get the results if we just play our game because we play a great game. So, yeah. Um, Good performance. Not much to say about that other than I'm happy. We, I said it before, City is looking lethal right now, so we have to keep pace. We have to keep pace, and we did that. We matched your score exactly, actually. So mm-hmm. that was yeah. good. I would yeah. like to pick up more goals, but um, can't complain. Can't complain at all. Um, yeah. Good, good game. So let's talk about – Let's talk about this Brighton-Brentford game. Um, let's talk about this one before we get to uh, the twelve thirty game on Saturday, yeah. which will be uh, another nice discussion because that game led to many other things. But, yeah, Brighton-Brentford, we kind of shouted this game out as a really, really good game, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, 3-3 draw. I think none of us picked a draw on this one. We were expecting mm-hmm. Brighton to win at home. I think I picked three one. You picked four two. So you had you had you got the goals. There were six goals, but uh, they were spread evenly. And yeah, Matoma, another great goal, another great performance. This kid is looking good. Really caught my eye when we played him, and he's been consistently good since then. Really, really oh. great game from him. McAllister penalty gets the gets the penalty at the end. Definitely a handball. Um, when I first saw it, I thought. I don't see it, but they showed it from another angle, and you see the ball move, change direction. Yeah. So definitely a handball. McAllister, quality. Danny Welbeck, goal. And then on the other side, uh, Pinnock, Jansen, and Ivan Tony again, Mr. Consistent. Uh, I think he's got 18 league goals. He's becoming a elite striker. When you hit 20 league goals, yeah. um, you're elite in my book. That's elite striker numbers. So. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes because I can't see him staying at Brentford. He, like I said, this is an elite striker. He's he he played well last year and he's taken it to another level this year. So, but yeah, this was a good game. I, I like I admire both these teams. Right, it's just good teams, just straight up good teams. They right, play good football, and yeah, it was a great game. I was impressed. I actually, I think while we were going through our predictions, and you're right, both of us had uh, Brighton winning. Um, I, I was, I, I even noted, like, the smart person goes 3-3 draw, or not 3-3 draw. I said the smart person goes draw here because both of these teams are going to be able to go score and go at each other, and they're both really good. I'm pissed that we overthought it. Probably should have been a good draw for one of us or a good situation for us to get points off of because – We've really been good about picking Brighton and Brentford. I mean, we've been on the train for both of these games or both of these clubs. Um, the style, both of the both of these clubs have played our club quite well, so we know exactly as to what to expect and, and how they go about things. 
I'm I'm really really more of a fan right now of Brighton. Um, just I think the quality is just a little bit more there. Um, but yeah, you're you're right, dude. Brentford Brentford's got some ballers. Ivan Tony's an absolute baller, um, absolute gambler too. My <laughs> lord, are we gonna do anything about that? How many weeks in a row do I have to ask? Shit. Can we get that man charged or pay a fine? Whatever the hell is going on, figure it the fuck out. Um, It'll happen yeah. after the season. Yeah, most likely. Um, yeah, yeah was, uh, great game. game. Mm-hmm. Do you think Brighton has a shot at the fourth spot? We're seeing, we're seeing inconsistency from United. We're seeing Tottenham be Tottenham. Do you think they have a shot at the, the fourth spot? Dude, I think – if I had to, I would 100% right now. If I had to put a top four projection, I'm putting Brighton in there. 100. Wow. I am. I am. And, uh, you know, the conversation right now for Tottenham should be if we were really going to be top four at the end of the year, why aren't we closer to United? Because we have to account for points. We have to account for everything up. We should be trying to, or not United City. Why aren't we kind of closer in points up the city? Um, kind of clearing a path. Um, yeah, I, I I trust Brighton a little bit more right now. Yeah. And ask me ask me in a week after Liverpool Arsenal though. If Liverpool shows some fight, I don't know. Yeah, listen. I mean, we said Liverpool is going to play a factor in this title race, but Brighton is as well. You mm-hmm. have to go to Brighton. Um, that game was postponed. It was supposed to be in two weekends, but you guys will play the FA Cup semifinals then. Um, but yeah, they're going to play a, a role in it too. You guys have to go to the Amex, and they're coming to our place uh, May 13th. So they're going to play a role too. I mean, they're going to be fighting for possibly Champions League and definitely Europa League. So uh, yeah. they're going to have something to play for, and, and it's, it's one of the games I have circled for Arsenal. They're they're a tough team. I, I expect us to win at the Emirates, but, um, man, they're they're a really, really tough team. So Facts. Um, that'll definitely be a, a, a good matchup when they play both our teams because I think they can give you guys uh, some trouble as well. And maybe maybe even in the FA Cup final, you know, with the yeah. way United's playing, why not? Why not? Right. Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely spot on. They 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 could be definite, definite, definite um, influencers in what's, what's about to go down for the rest of the year. Yep, for sure, for sure. Um, so we talked about the, the Bundesliga we, we mentioned on the podcast Tuchel going to uh, his first game at Bayern, and it was going to be against Dortmund. Dortmund's in first place, Bayern yeah. in second. Great game Saturday. This is my hot take of the week because I had that game on, and it was off in about 20 minutes. And there was a 10th versus 11th place matchup going on at the same exact time in the Premier League between Aston Villa and Chelsea. <laughs> my take is... 10th versus 11th in the Premier League is way more intriguing than 1st versus 2nd in the Bundesliga. That's and that just, goes, that just goes to show you that that yeah. league is just absolute dross. That's I mean, wild. that league sucks. That league sucks. Listen, Bayern yeah. are an institution in the football world, 100%. Champions League, you're going to see that in a couple weeks. Going to Bayern is a fucking nightmare. And you already know it, and you're going to experience it firsthand in a couple weeks. I already know it. 10-2 to 2 on aggregate. Against Bayern, one of the most embarrassing moments of, of, of being an Arsenal fan. Um, I think everybody jumped on the Wenger out board after that. Um, 
But yeah, Byron's a nightmare, but Bundesliga yeah. sucks, man. I mean, that Dortmund team is absolute shit. What the fuck was the goalie doing on that first goal? I mean, how did he miss it that bad? It's not like it came off his boot. He completely whiffed. Complete whiff. Complete whiff. What the fuck was that? Dude, it was abysmal. It was abysmal. What a terrible game. Terrible, terrible game. We can talk more about Bayern when you guys play him in the Champions League. But we have to talk about this 10th versus 11th matchup. Aston Villa 2. Yeah. Chelsea 0 at Stanford Bridge. Wow. Before we talk about Chelsea, because Graham Potter, Harry Potter, Hogwarts Express, finally, finally gets the sack. He gone. But let's let's give some props to Unai Emery, former Arsenal manager. Mm-hmm. He has steadied the ship. And I have the PL form table, Premier League form table, since he was appointed. Oh, here we go. He was appointed in, on November 6th. PL form table. Who's who's been in best form since November sixth? Who's number one on that list? Uh, Arsenal. Yes. Who's number two? Uh, City. Yes. Who's number three? Brighton. Aston Villa. Fuck, really? Third in the form table since November sixth in the Premier League. Great job by Unai Emery. Seriously, he's 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 a great manager. I've always said Arsenal was not a good fit for him, but I've always rated him as a manager. I think it was just wrong timing. They didn't have the project in line and didn't work here at Arsenal, but that's impressive. They've gotten 29 points since November 6th. They were near the relegation zone when he was appointed. So mad props to Aston Villa and Unai Emery because, you know, they're a good team right now. They're playing very, very good. And, um, yeah, they deserve credit. Ollie Watkins looking good, looking really good. Double-digit goals, you know. Mm-hmm. If if Unai was here from August, he might be at like 15, 16, ticking up yeah. there a little bit higher. So, you know, yeah. very, very good job by Aston Villa, and they deserve a lot of credit. That that James McGinn goal. Oh, wow. I know he wasn't high on that one. Potter Potter told us that. Yeah, thank you for that comment. That's beautiful. I forgot about that. That, that stupid prick did say that. Go but, ahead. Let him know. spin on that ball. Wow, that was that was a banger of a goal, and yeah. two nothing. Yeah, yeah. Can we take a moment to just laugh at Chelsea? I mean, yeah. <laughs> we should, we should. It's all hundred million spent, twenty mm-hmm. something million to go grab mm-hmm. Potter and take him, bring him to your club, take all Brighton's fucking team. Yep. They're fighting for Champions League, and you are now currently in eleventh place. Yep. Celebrating stealing Mikhailo Mudrick. Celebrating it. We stole him from Arsenal. I saw one of the best passes of the weekend. Let me ask you a question, actually. I saw two great passes in this game. What was your favorite pass in this game? Was it Kukurella passing the ball to Ali Watkins for the goal? Or was it Mikhailo Mudrick one-on-one with the keeper and passing it right into his hands? Right into the hands of Emmy Martinez. My, so so hold on let me let me understand what was your question. favorite pass in this game are you asking me if i preferred 61 million defender costing a goal or a 100 plus million attacker passing it to their keeper wow i think the number would favor mudrick but i gotta be honest the sideshow bob volleyball hit 
backwards. Like it was like a prime Barcelona. We're fine. I got this. I know where I'm going with it. When you passed it right to the fucking player, dude, how moronic was that? Embarrassing from Chelsea. No attack. Dude, this team, this club, uh, uh, soak it in. Soak, soak it, in. it in. Soak it in. Todd Bailey, you were you're supposed to be different from Roman Abramovich. He makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> a little weasel himself. You were supposed to be different from Roman Abramovich. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do the shuffling of managers, the recycling of managers. We're not going to do that. Well, Todd, sir, you have just sacked two managers in one season. Something yeah. that Roman has never done. Never. <laughs> The guy who's known for sacking hasn't even done what you just did in one season. In one season. And now you have to bring in another manager, and you've already spent $600 million, and now you're going to have to go get another manager's players. He's going to come in to this bloated fucking squad. This this is this is something that nobody, we're not really talking about, but they're in danger of missing Europe completely. It's probably at this point oh. very likely. Very, very likely. And they have Lukaku coming back. They have, what's his name? Bakayoko. That guy. They have him coming back. They have Callum Callum Hudson-Odoi coming back. They have about 15 players coming back from loan. And they're going to have to be managed in a squad Mm -hmm. with no Europe, playing one game a week for an entire season. You're going to have to trim that squad down to 25 people. This yeah. is a squad that's going to be up near 50. They already have 30-something five players, <laughs> and you've got 15 coming back on loan. They're not going to be no. able to sell all those players. No. And they're going to no, have no, to no. sell them on a discount because no one's going to play ball with this clown. He's embarrassed himself already. The NFL. Huh? I think they should just join the NFL at that point with 50 yeah. players. Yeah, they only need four more roster additions, and they could fill the football team. Um <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, this is an absolute embarrassment. $600 million spent and you're sitting in 11th place and you just sacked two managers. You want me to give you one of the worst parts to it all on top of the whole 50-player count? You're on a time crunch because by June 30th, you have to solve it all. Mm-hmm. Because that's when they're coming back onto the roster and the wages unless you plan on taking all of it on. And you got it's got to be a fire sale, basically. It's a fire sale. And when you're signing players, you can no longer do your little eight-year amortization. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. The Premier League is not going to allow that. Oh. Oh, this is I mean, it's, it's, it's an absolute shit show. It's an absolute shit show. And they're going to go after Julian Nagelsmann. Always seen it on Twitter all over mm-hmm. the place. He's, mm-hmm. he's hitting up Chelsea Fan TV. He's hitting up fucking Mo from uh, DR Sports. He's hitting up all the Chelsea fan channels to say, hey, who, who do you guys want? You, oh, Nagelsman, he's the new hot topic. I read about him and his skateboard online the other day. And, um, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And, I mean, listen, are we so sure he's ready for the, the Premier League? Are, are we sure? You're going to sink all this money. By the way, you have to pay Bayern to get him out of there unless you wait until the end of the season. So you're going to go interim manager to try to get you European football. I mean, this is, it's just, it's pure comedy. It's pure fucking comedy. 
pure comedy. I mean, this is the new banter FC. I mean, as bring low as Arsenal's. Bin, dude. I just want the skateboard, bro. Bring it on, dude. X Games, bro. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's going to be. <laughs> He's going to let him skateboard in the fucking new game. <laughs> Hey, Joel, it's Todd, Todd Bowie. I know I called you yesterday. I sent over a blank contract with my signature on it. I need you to come up with your own terms, just like we did with Potter. Uh, I know it didn't work out, but uh, I've been reading about you on the Twittersphere uh, the past two weeks, and I really like what I see. I really, really like what I see. A lot of, a lot of people have good things to say about you. Uh, you know, I dig skateboarding, too. Tony Hawk Pro Skater is my favorite PlayStation game when I was younger. So I think we have a lot in common, Julian. And I want to know if you want to come over here and, and uh, coach uh, Chelsea FC. There's a couple of problems. We have about 60 players on 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 uh, on, on wages for next year. That's the, but, but don't worry. I've got a number of money. I'll do whatever I want, and they won't touch me. I'm, I'm untouchable Todd, they call me in, in, uh, in England. Untouchable Todd, okay? So, like I said, take a look at that contract. It's already got my signature on it. Uh, you come up with your own terms. You do what you want. Uh, you want Tony Hawk as assistant coach? We could do it. You want me to turn the skateboard into a hoverboard and you can elevate over Stanford Bridge and coach the game from up there? I'll do that as well. I've got an unlimited bankroll and I've got a small dick. Okay? <laughs> you want to fuck my wife? You can fuck my wife. Okay? Whatever you want, Julian. Whatever you want. But please return my call. I don't know why you didn't call me back when I called you yesterday. All right? See you later, buddy. Oh, by the way, by the way, I, I got those tickets for the X Games. You can go. You can come in my private jet. I'll have hookers and blow everywhere. Everywhere. Maybe I'll bring Rakaku. on the BJ. Rakaku, I heard, is a big big skateboard fan as well. Yeah. So maybe I'll bring Rakaku, your future striker for next year, because uh, we, be we won't be able to do anything else next year. All right? All right. Oh, Please. my God. That is doodles. <laughs> What? Why? He's the fact that he sent a contract over signed already. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> change the number, but add a couple zeros. How do you give Potter a six-year deal, dude? And I think you're spot on with it, by the way, too. You noted in text he probably, you know, he's not going to pay him the full length of the contract or whatever it is, and I don't think he is, but it is an undisclosed amount that he's got to pay him. Um, he doesn't get the full amount total, but he did put in a little contingency, um, which just goes to show you, this fuck don't know what the hell he's doing. He's a he's weasel, doing. Potter. He's a weasel, dude. He's such a weasel. And How are you not going to take the full money? I would be like, fuck you. Dude. I'm under contract. You pay me, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to fire you any favors? What are you doing as a, as a coach? Not seeing the mirror, looking in the mirror and being able to see the the writing on the wall, which is just, dude, you're not meant to be this big yet. When you're getting or signing up to where, yeah, yeah no, for sure, it's sixty million. You're gonna pay me, but you're gonna pay me in like whatever six years, you know, ten ten a year. And uh, 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 but if you fire me the first year, I take like no, sure, I'll accept it. Whatever you want, absolutely. No, I'm just so excited and Google eyed to be here at Chelsea. Like what the fuck, dude? You got no balls, like Potter. 
dude, all of that whole situation. They deserved one another. He, cho- it's hilarious to see. God, that that bully message. I can't wait, wait to see what's going to happen with this because I actually think it might be Luis Enrique. I think Enrique is going to be like, look, you spend, but motherfucker, I'm running this and I'm running this my way. The funniest part of the statement that they put out was that we thank Graham Potter for getting us to the quarterfinals yes. of the Champions League. <laughs> oh, wow. Bravo, Graham. You beat Borussia Dortmund, who, who yeah. the other manager that you just sacked, just slapped up 4-2. Four, four yeah. It was 4-0 within the first half. Yeah, that was your former manager that you also sacked, Todd. He, he's in the quarterfinals as well, and he also played the team that you beat to advance to the quarterfinals. And he no. beat him with his eyes fucking closed in his first game. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this club's this club's an absolute fucking disaster. Absolute fucking disaster. Yep. No European ball. No. Who? What manager are you gonna get to come in with no European ball? And they're trying to get Osman for 150 million. What in the fuck are you doing? What is wrong with these guys? I mean, seriously. It's- this is why, and I love to say it, this is what money gets you sometimes. Just I hope we all remember to see this is what money gets you. Watch how Arsenal do business and watch how they stay top. Watch how United are going to skimp and find their way. Watch the, watch the business that Tottenham do. Watch the business that Tottenham do in the summer and see how they penny, penny count their way to, a, to another Audi Cup. Um, it's a fucking joke for these for some of these clubs. They're case in point. You look back and you just get the laugh. It's the it's another gift that keeps on giving. Yep, the gift that keeps on giving. Another one, just like Tottenham. And like I said, this stuff is just you can't write this stuff. It's just it's it's absolutely fucking embarrassing, is what it is. Yeah. And their summer is gonna. I, I'm gonna be watching their summer, and and I hope FFP is doing the same because it's oh, getting dude. to the point where if FFP is real. But they've already breached rules. It, it's getting to that point because they're gonna, like I said, most times when and we went through this last year. By the time by the time the season rolled around and we were out of Europe last year, we were down to like a twenty man roster. Yeah, I mean that was basically it. You're gonna have yeah. to trim down fifty to twenty, and you have your eyes on other players as well. I mean it's it's absolutely insane. If you're Chris, this- Chris and Cuckoo, I mean I'd be saying. Uh, Let's look over that contract again. I mean, did Barry also send us it with a signature? Maybe we can we can write it on our own terms. But I will. Uh, we'll join them when they're back in the Champions League. But uh, right now, let's let's stay over at RB Leipzig because you know it's pretty easy over here in Germany. I can close my eyes and get a goal. But um, yeah, a joke. I'm worried. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about what you just said because I can honestly tell you, I don't think they are, and here's why. I think technically he has until the beginning of next season to straighten out the books. And before then, they're not even going to. So basically what I'm saying is we're not going to have an understanding of his fuck ups until a year from the beginning of next year. Yeah, And even then we'll have to get like a, a full understanding of that. that. We can all see it face to face now. But this is where I say this is where La Liga kind of gets it right. This is where La Liga says, pretty much like a bouncer at the club going into the season, you got to show me all these numbers. But in the summer, too, 
to even to start summer transactions. That's how Barcelona got hoed. Mm-hmm. Barcelona can't do nothing right now in, in the summer because they look at books constantly and they're pretty much saying, yo, come in the summer. Y'all don't got it. Don't even start. Don't even try. And the world is like, oh, shit, get your shit right. So, like, this is where it would be nice to have a little bit of some bouncer-esque type actions going on in the season. Would have maybe called out Everton for the shit that was going on. I mean, we're about to get spend friendly. So, even, you know, slap us down. Hey, rumors are going on. You guys are spending a lot. $300 million over four players. Yeah, okay. Well, here's what we're saying. We got to see these books by end of year. Play the same rules by everyone if it's going to be a bouncer situation. I just, I don't, it's not going to happen. And it's a shame because all of us are going to know what the fuck's going on here. Influx of funds, dispersed out, Mm -hmm. taking on other players while not getting rid of the players that you have, losing a lot of dead money. He's going to lose a lot of dead money unless he's going to give away penny, not pennies, but 25 35 cents to the dollar he's got to mm-hmm. that l is coming that l that that financial l i i don't understand i hope chelsea understand the parameters of what's about to happen to this money because yep. no european comp the wages on those books and the people that are gonna be like yeah well okay you want how much for mason mount <laughs> bro call me June 29th, and we'll see if you're still saying the same number. Like, shut up, dog. Lose them for free. Yeah, and and I better not see any of these fucking clubs give giving top dollar for Mason Mount with a, with a year left in his contract because all you have to do is sit that out until the end of the transfer window. You wait till the last fucking day, and you, you take 50% off that price. You just say, we want them, but we know you have to sell them, so I'm going to wait this out until the last day of the transfer window when you are desperate and you have to get them off your books. Because I'm yeah. sorry, you're not going to be able to send out 20 players, sell sell 20 to 25 players, or loan them out. Yeah. It's so I want to, I'm going to be very tricky on how I word this. The scoundrels who move up the price are the ones I'm keeping an eye for. And I'll be honest with you, I think might be my own club yeah <laughs> i might be, be i might off. i think i might be one of those scoundrels <laughs> that go into this fire sale and decide that once we solidify big time midfielder maybe we go ahead and start playing around with the whispers hey we'll come in for 70 and then let the let just and just step out the room and let you guys just fucking have at it I would love to do that. I know for a fact. I know for a fact we did that with a few players. Like for a fact, dude, dude, dude had a uh, uh, city extra legit had a businessman part of Man City come out, and it was a yes or no question, and he flat out said yes. And the question was basically, do you know of any tactics that we have gone into players and said we would meet an evaluation and decided not to, not to sign that player solely based on the fact that we just wanted to raise the price? And the answer was yes. So <laughs> we might be those scoundrels ourselves, but whoever ends up paying it, that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, don't don't fucking do that. Don't, don't fucking do. do business with them like that because they have to sell. They have There's no to. way they can put Mason Mount in the books. So you just wait that out to the last day. You want what? You want 60 for Mason Mount? Well, I'm going to offer you 40. Yeah. 
And yeah. when nobody bites for that, now it's thirty. Yeah, now it's thirty-five. <clears throat> but on to another club, Manchester United okay. zero, <laughs> Newcastle United two. An absolute, an absolute disgraceful performance from Manchester United. Yes, terrible. This was the seven-zero performance all over again. Wow. Without the good finishing from wow. Liverpool on that day. Yeah. Look at the XG. Four XG for Newcastle. Four XG for Newcastle. One of the highest XGs on the season for anybody. Mm, they just shit. couldn't fucking finish anything. Mm-hmm. The Haya had a good couple good saves. Joe Willick missed about three sitters. Sack missed a couple. Poor, poor mm-hmm. finishing from Newcastle. But this was an absolute destruction. Manchester mm-hmm. United. We're, we're slapped around in this game. And Mr. Ten Hag, I'm calling you to the carpet. Step up, my friend. The great <laughs> Ten Hag. A lot of questions have to be asked. My first question is, is Eric Ten Hag only going to Solskjaer but with Casemiro? Is the difference between Ten Hag and so Ellie going to Schulcher, Casemiro. Holy because shit. with this Man United team, when Casemiro is not in there, they are mediocre as fuck. And I have stats to prove that. I can go to the game logs when he's not there. This is a mediocre side. Also, well, at this yeah. point, before you go, at this point last season, Ollie going to Solskjaer had That's more it. points than Eric Ten Hag has right now. Yep. The great Eric Ten Hag. Heisenberg, they call him. Mm-hmm. So, so what's going on here, United fans? Eleven yep. points out of the last twenty-seven. What's going on? Because well, there's a lot of questions to be asked here. That was an absolute embarrassing performance. Oh yeah, embarrassing. So you t- you you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. That fact was so telling for me. And United fans have to be asking yourself. The reflection in the mirror is, is it is, it is, is it as good as we think? And the reality is you've won yourself a little trophy. Quickly that stain is, it's worn off. And when you play against a team that is directly an opponent for what you're trying to get, which is top four, and you go into their stadium and perform in that way, that is highly embarrassing, highly embarrassing. And you've reached the status, United, where we're one injury, in my humble opinion. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm sitting here with no Holland, and it's no problem. People go through it all the fucking time. And you got to get... It's not an injury either. It's him being a bonehead. Ooh, thank you. So true. I completely forgot him being an absolute nematode. That's why he's not on the fucking pitch. Self, self-inflicted. The same guy, by the way, Ten Hag, with the discipline to get Ronaldo out of there. So I, I don't know how this situation is going to play out for what uh, Ten Hag, Oli at the wheel, Eric at the wheel. 
it just sounds so similar. Maybe you're on to something there. I smell what you're cooking though, because I would, I saw it all on Twitter and I was, I'm, I'm sipping this Kool-Aid right now, man. It's easy for me to sip on because it's anything hating on United, but dude, it's a problem. It's truly a problem because you didn't look like you were up for any of it. It didn't look chemistry-wise and attacking-wise. Like, you guys really had opportunities that I felt like, oh, wow, there it was. Newcastle, with no Almiron, quite impressive. Quite yeah. impressive. Yeah, they were good. And, um, I don't know, man. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's finding a way. Eddie Howe. Mm-hmm. Eddie Howe. I yeah. don't know how he's doing it. I think Isak and Maximum coming back in the squad <clears throat> has really given them some attacking prowess that they've needed all season. Bruno, Bruno was was insane yesterday. He he bossed that midfield by himself. Bossed that yeah. midfield. I saw a United fan saying Sabitzer was better than Bruno coming into that game. And Bruno said, you shut the fuck up, you delusional pieces of shit. Because Max. he bossed that midfield. He was nutmegging people for fun yesterday. For fun. Just having fun, and there's two two United players I want to I want to pinpoint. One, the great Wout Weghorst, Mister Bratwurst himself. I heard wow. this was such a smart, what a smart loan signing. So great, our friend O'Leary even shouted it out. Uh-huh. What a great signing, ripping Jorginho. Oh, Jorginho, what a terrible signing! And I said, sure. you guys just signed Wout Weghorst. Who, who's who's done more? In the time, Jorginho or Walt Whitehorst? It's an easy answer. I don't even have to so fucking easy. answer it. But so easy. Yesterday, he had seven touches. Seven touches. There oh, were defenders that had more touches in the box on Newcastle than Walt Whitehorst had yesterday. Mr. Holy shit. This guy's been an absolute bust. I'm hearing, you know, Ten Hag. Oh, what a genius. He's bringing his Dutchman and, you know, he's going to be great. I'm hearing people say, oh, look at him. He's great. At, he's great at pressing. Such a big guy. He's great at pressing. Uh, pressing what? what? What is he pressing? I, I don't understand. He's a defender all of a sudden. Yeah. He, pressing what? He's not the best <laughs> presser. We have Gabriel Jesus. We have Martin Odegaard. Those are great pressers. Wout Weghorst, for a guy that's 6'6", I haven't seen him got his head on the ball once. I mean, no. how is that even possible? Shameful. And then... Uh, Jaden Sancho, uh, he went on a sabbatical. I heard he was coming back a new man. He, he, oh, yeah. he scored one goal, and all these memes with Saka, Rashford, Sancho, England's in great hands, guys. Look at these three stars. Get Photoshop that picture right now, my friend, because he does not deserve to be even in the same sentence as those two. Absolutely MIA. There were two people MIA on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Jaden Sancho and Cody Gakpo didn't even notice them on the pitch. Invincible FC. We're going to have to do that. We have the Invincibles, Arsenal team, and then we have the Invisibles. Jaden Sancho and Cody Gakpo leaving the line on that one. Fucking just just absolute joke. This team yeah. this team's jokes, man. It's absolute it jokes. Title it race, is. title race, title race. Now you guys are getting slapped up, and you're in a top four race. And it's looking, it's looking a little funny in the light, my friends. Yep. Yep, it's looking shaky. You know, I'm concerned about what they're going to have in front of them, and I love every bit of it. I hope it starts to get shaky for them. Um, it's always been a two horse race. Uh, the conversation to think otherwise is laughable. Uh, no one, they, they, they had a climb up during the time where um, there was some dropping in city, 
And I think there was like maybe one or two drops from Arsenal, but nevertheless, they 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 found themselves in a scenario for a for a glimpse, a slight moment, only for them to drop the opportunity immediately. And that's what they deserve because it's not there yet; it's not fully there. And Glazers out if you uh, if you Glazers win. Glazers out right now. If you lose, Glazers out if you lose. Um, but if you win, it's uh, they're not backing Ten Hag enough. Um, so that, that's that's how it works. It was the Glazers' fault that the best center back duo in the league yesterday, from what I'm told from United fans, put up a put up a x xg of four on the road. Oh, Gave yeah, up an xg of four on the road. The best yeah. center back pairing, Lissandro Martinez, best center back in the league, hands down. He's given up seven goals to Liverpool. He's given up six to Man City, four to Brentford, yeah. three to Brighton, four xg to Newcastle on the road. And and this guy's in my Premier League team this season. Get the fuck out of here! You, you can't just you can't concede that many goals or look no. that bad defensively and tell me. Listen, he's scrappy. He's a good defender. He can come no. sit on my bench. Seriously, <laughs> you can come sit on my bench, Lissandra. Facts. I'm not against it. I'm not against it at all. I don't even know if I rate him for my bench. To be honest with you. Argentinian center backs for me don't necessarily sit well. I'm looking at Nicolas Otamendi, and I've had my tastes and experiences. I'll I'll move on. I'll move on. What about Christian Romero? He's he's amazing. I can't stand that fucking prick. I think he's way overrated. To be completely honest, I think he's just. Oh, he is. He's definitely too aggressive for me. I think that guy's just the shit. Is he's he's Casemiro without the accolades at the center back role? It's just you put him in Real Madrid and you'd think he's good because he's angry and violent. Yep, and he gets the job done. Yep, but I, that was a hilarious performance. Lots of lots of lots of laughter this weekend for me. I I was laughing a lot this weekend. I loved it. I agree. absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And um. To the Dutch, all the Gunner Solskjaer, Ten Hag. Hopefully you make top four, my friend. Good luck with that, dude. Good luck Seriously. with that. Because if you don't get top four, well, are they trying to – are they still in Europa? Yeah, they're still in there. You know, they're oh. going to win the trouble. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah, that's Put right. Some respect that's, on their name. They get, they get a double and watch the shit that comes from that fan base. They won't. They won't. From what I saw yesterday, it ain't happening. Oh, I agree. But um, yeah, that pretty much does it for the weekend. We got some midweek games we need to pick scores for, so let's do that real quick. Yeah. Um, we'll just we'll just breeze through them. Um, mm-hmm. so tomorrow, Burnmouth at mm-hmm. home against Brighton. Burnmouth playing good. Brighton consistently good all year. What's your score for this one? It's not going to be as bad as you think because I think what it's Brightman and Bournemouth, right? And we're going to pick two two goal scorers from these midweek games. Not three. I like that. Okay, I like that. Yeah, four games only. I agree. Five, um, six six because there's two Wednesday. Oh, there's two Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. But usually there's uh, ten, so or nine. Okay. So we'll pick two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two to one Brighton. Is what I'm going with. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with Matoma. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, I think Brighton will win. Burnmouth will put up a good fight. I think two one's a good shout, but I'll say um, I'll say two zero Brighton. Um, I'll take a clean sheet from Brighton. Uh, no goal right. scorers for me. Okay. Leeds at home against Nottingham Forest. 
Hmm. What are you thinking for this one? I'm thinking <clears throat> I won't be watching. Well, that's my first thought. Um, my second thought is um, draw. This one has draw written all over it. Um, Don't disagree. Stinky, stinky draw. 1-1. One, one. Uh, Leeds get the victory solely based on the fact that Leeds just played a tough opponent in Arsenal. It's going to be a lot different than pace facing Forest. I'm going to go with Leeds going 2-1 to one Leeds. Leicester versus Villa, and we totally skipped out on Palace versus, yeah. versus Leicester. Palace 2, Roy Hodgson FC. Leicester City 1. Terrible, terrible second half performance. No shots on goal from Leicester in that second half. Let Crystal Palace get back in there, get a late winner. And Brendan Rodgers, somebody we've been calling for the sack for since October, basically. Yeah. Um, they finally pulled the trigger a little late, in my opinion. I mean, this should have been done a long time ago. Long, long time ago. You, you, They did have a good run at one point. They got up to, like I think, 12th. Uh, right after the World Cup, they had a good run of form. And then mm-hmm. they've just been... Terrible again. Last win was against Tottenham. <laughs> Everybody's getting points on Tottenham. It's just <laughs> fucking hilarious. Even even Brendan Rodgers, one foot out the door, gets a 4-1 slapping against Tottenham. It's just, like I said, the gift that keeps giving. But, um, yeah, what do you think about the uh, the firing of Brendan Rodgers? I mean, we, we noted there was a release clause in there that they had to pay him, and you thought – they were coming out saying they're joint together that, you know, they're, they're going to finish together and, and build for the future. And we're all on the same path. It seems like to me, Brandon Rogers is, they say it's joint, a joint decision that, that, that they made. I think Brandon Rogers lost, lost the locker room. I think the guys lost the fact that he can't motivate these guys. And personally, he said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Uh, these guys aren't listening to me anymore. What's the point in building something if they won't even do the things that I'm asking them to do here? Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to lead to us winning. And that's embarrassing. Embarrassing. And fuck it. Yeah, you should leave. So, But a little too late. And if it's joint decision, do they have to pay you out? I got to ask the money question here because what the fuck? What are we doing here? So I don't know. He probably got paid 15 or 20 or so of that uh, rumored what thirty million? I think it was. So, ah, uh, way w- w- too late. Way too late because you're not saving anything of the season. Hear me out on this one, Brendan Rodgers to Tottenham. Oh shit, that makes sense. <laughs> sense, right? If he is about a project guy, if he's a project guy, Brendan Rodgers is his dude. That he is so Spursy, absolutely Spursy. Yeah, gee, whatever you want, Levy. I'm just happy to have a job in the Premier League. Yeah, just yeah, absolutely. You know. Right. <laughs> hey, my name is Daniel Levy. How you doing, man? Tough day yesterday, huh? I saw that news and I was sad for you, but I have a great, great opportunity for you. I don't know if you know, but the Italian mafia boss has left our club. <laughs> and guess what? Italian. Guess what? Me and my ambition, Beyonce, all the shows we're having this year, we want to feature another show. And it's going to be called The Brendan Rogers Show. How does that sound, Brendan? How does that sound? You can come in here. 
We got Harry Kane for another year. I don't care if he leaves on a free. Who gives a shit? We got Harry Kane next year. We'll convince him to stay. He's really easy to convince. We just yeah. talked to his dumb fucking brother, and he signs the contracts for him. That's uh, his agent. <laughs> we just talked to Charlie Kane. The guy's an idiot. Um, but, Brendan, I, I have a great opportunity for you here. Expectations are low. You can come in here, and all you got to do is win an Audi Cup, and, and you'll be a legend. So, uh Give me a call back when you get a chance. Uh, yeah, you hear that in the background? That's my that's that's my ex calling, Pochettino. Yeah, we're we're still talking a little bit, but hey, I, I think it's a good fit. So yeah, call me back when you get a chance. All right. <laughs> what What's beautiful about that is Levy will not send a contract signed no. <laughs> with an undisclosed amount. He'll send a ball and chain. It's fucking shackles and a chain. You're going to be a slave, Absolutely. my friend. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, dude. It's very, very, I mean, very spursy to try to get. Branded. I can see it because yeah. if you're Pochettino, yeah, all right, go back with your ex. Like I said, you'll ruin your Tottenham legacy. They'll end up hating you by the time you leave this time. Real Madrid open. PSG loses again this weekend. Another loss to Leon, um, and then you have um, Chelsea now open. So that's that's three big jobs that are open. Yep. And you're going yep. to go to Tottenham, you know. Yeah. Angelotti's yeah. leaving. We know that. Yep. Real Madrid. Pochettino at Real Madrid makes more sense to me than Nagelsmann at Real Madrid. Oh, like oh I said, hell yeah. He already went to PSG, so that's off the books. But mm-hmm. I could see Chelsea calling Pochettino as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think I don't think Pochettino will go back there either. So Brendan Rodgers uh, makes it. a lot of sense. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with you. It does make a lot of sense. It's a it's a great fit on both sides. I think Brandon Rogers gets to say he's a Premier League manager. Daniel Levy has a manager that is not going to come at him and ask for major spending. And he's mm-hmm. not going to bingo. He's not going to fight. He's just gonna be happy that he has a job. Bingo. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's yeah, it's ideal. That's a great great fit. I I I hope it actually happens so that we can just laugh at those losers all together. Yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening, hundred percent, hundred percent. What about Potter? Potter to Tottenham? You know, Potter turned down the opportunity to talk Lester. to somebody. Lester, yeah, Lester, yeah, yeah. Lester rang he said, "No, nah, I'm going to focus Lester on the rang Should I do another phone call? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this one was a bad phone call, and technically, the Lester uh, owner is Asian, so you might want to be careful <laughs> on your. Butt. Yeah, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> not today. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. That would be crazy. It would be crazy if Potter jumped right back in for Lester. That would be so embarrassing of him. But I think he's he's starting to see the the writing on the wall. I think I said he told Lester he wants a little break. Yeah, yeah. It's been, Until, it's been tough. It's been a tough four months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really fucking tough guy. Yeah. Really fucking tough getting paid all that money to suck. Right. Right. Anyway, let's pick this Lester game for tomorrow. Yeah. The uh, the interim manager bounce. What are you going with? They're playing Aston Villa, who we noted. No. Top form team, top form yeah. team since uh, the arrival of Unai Emery. What are you going with here? I'm going two to one Villa, and I don't trust myself for a goal scorer. Yeah, um, t- 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 
on the road. Leicester. Mm-hmm. Can they pick up something? I'm going to say it's going to be a draw. I think it'll right. be a draw. 2-2. And let me look at these other games. This next one's a doozy. Nah, I'll save my goal scorer because there's a couple. There's a there's a lot of good goal scorers still available. So yeah, I'll save it. But I'll go. I'll go two two. Okay. Another no manager bounce. Chelsea <laughs> FC at Stamford Bridge against Liverpool FC. Interesting matchup. I'll have my eye on this one for sure, especially because we're playing Liverpool on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if anything, Chelsea can do. They can run them ragged. Yeah. Macker them up a little bit for the uh, match at Anfield on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but this is this is a tough one. Um, I really don't know who to pick on this one. What are you thinking? Dude, so I will be watching this game in full, and I'll be following up my Liverpool breakdown with probably doing this game as a breakdown because it's on Peacock. I, I, I have... Was that a plug there? It's on Peacock. You sound like it's you got paid to say that. It's on Peacock. <laughs> let me let me let me get this out here right now. I think I'm ready to make a bold statement with this game. We're only picking how many goal scores? Two. So you already picked one, right? You picked Mattel. I picked one. Yeah, but technically, so that means you're next. So I can't technically pick a game pick. right now. I'll, I'll, I'll afford the, that. This this is what I'm I'm doing. It. I don't give a fuck about any of these, these players on Chelsea. They I'm, they had I'm 30 doing. shots on Saturday and yeah. didn't score a goal. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I'm I'm gonna do it. I think Chelsea show a little fight. I'm picking a Chelsea a Chelsea goal score. Okay. I am gonna go. No, fuck that. Yeah, I'm picking. Just... I'm picking. <laughs> it's at Anfield. No, this is at Stamford Bridge. Remember, at Anfield they play it, and oh, it was zero zero. Worst game of the season by far. Literally the worst game I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I'm going two to one, Liverpool. And I will go with, you know, you got to be a little bit, no, we're close. We're tied. I can't have, I don't have the luxury to go with wild picks here. Um, I'm looking at this, the Wednesday games and the Wednesday games are good, but I don't trust myself with any of that. Uh, I'm going to go with noodles gets on the board this game. That's a good pick. Yeah. I, I just, I just can't see this this Bruno, whatever the fuck his name is, the interim manager getting a real real pick out of Chelsea. I mean, they're just fucking poor, and, and yeah. they've been poor defensively as well. I mean, the Cucurella assist, like we said, the um, the second goal, nobody marked McGinn at all. He was literally standing out there by himself. Yeah. Um, nobody was near him, and I know the XG was low on that Potter. I'll still respect you, even though you're not in the job. Yeah, but thank you. For I just that. can't see them getting a. a, a, a him getting a, a massive tick. I mean, they're yeah. just they're they're mercenaries right now. They're mercenaries from other clubs. They have no yep. team team uh, chemistry at all. If this was FIFA and this was Ultimate Team, their chemistry yeah. would be three. Shit, yeah. three right now. And yeah. as messy as it's been at Liverpool, their chemistry would probably be thirteen right now. Not great, yeah. but better than three. So. I, I I think you picked a lot of two ones, by the way. I, I've just noticed that. Holy shit, all of them. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Well, 
that's not going to happen. So I'm really happy with oh. your picks on that. You're not going to yeah. if they get if there's four two ones tomorrow, I'm gonna be fucking fuming. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I no, just I, I don't see the tick happening. I think Liverpool will pick up some points. I think they'll get points here, and hopefully in the weekend they'll drop points against Arsenal. So um, yeah, I'm going to take Liverpool here as well. I think there'll be goals um, on both sides, but I'm going to say. Um, I'm gonna say three to one Liverpool. Yeah, it could definitely be more for Liverpool. I don't see it going more for Chelsea, other than maybe the one or the two. I don't see them being able to. Uh, if Chelsea have a field day offensively against Liverpool, if this, I'm I'm calling it now. Hot take: Should Chelsea win this game? Klopp fired. Yeah. Uh... I mean, yeah, if Chelsea win, Chelsea. This is, it would be another capitulation like we saw on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he should be. I don't think FSG is is paying attention to them right now. I really don't. So I, I wouldn't expect it. But yeah. he, should, he, should, uh, he should be fired if, if that's the case because you should not be losing this Chelsea key, team. I don't care if it's at Stanford Bridge. They're terrible. And I'm yeah. going to pick a goal scorer. Diego Jota will get on the board. I'm picking Jota. He's due for a goal. Good shout. Good shout for sure. Uh, Wednesday games, we got two. We have Manchester United playing Brentford. Tough game. No points in their last three. 11 points in their last 27 available points. So they are due for a win. And Brentford, just they just keep ticking. Keep on ticking. Um, mm-hmm. No Casemiro still. Not because of injury. Because he's a dumb fuck. Um, <laughs> we have to say that because you know people. people I, I love how they're trying to like push that it's an injury, like you know, yeah. it's his own doing. But yeah. um, <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. Um, the, I I, I kind of see a draw in this one as well. I really could. I think Brentford's just been solid, but Old Trafford definitely has been a tough place to play all year. You know, not many people have have won there, so um. Brentford did it last year. Yes, they did. Um, they did do it last year. I'm going to say another draw. I'm going to say 2-2. 2-2 draw. And um, I'm not going to pick a goal scorer. Nah, fuck that. I'm going 3-2 Brentford. Nice. I'm going to follow up of the weekend with how Brentford played and how United played with short turnaround. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going. Brentford three to two. I love it. I love it. Last game uh, for these makeup games during the week: West Ham mm-hmm. at home versus Newcastle. West Ham, not a great performance. They get the one zero win, but not a great performance at all. Um, I, this is going to be another low score for me. <clears throat> it's at West Ham. Um, I, I think Newcastle will edge it out, though. Uh, I'll, I'll take this score line before you do. Two to one Newcastle, <laughs> and I'm going to take Isak. He didn't. He didn't come through for me on the weekend, but I think he's going to get a goal here. Yeah, he had plenty of opportunities. Although I felt yeah. like there was there's that that game that team frustrating. I know they they perform well, but they they could have had more. Um, uh, West Ham, Newcastle. I definitely think Newcastle are going to win, and I think they'll bounce back offensively. 
Um, even though, yeah, like you said, XG's the force in the force. Uh, fuck. Yeah, they, they, um, their finishing is pretty poor. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Let's go three to two. Newcastle. Yeah, not a fan of the draws. You got three draws, and I have a team winning for each game. Yep. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Good games, though. Good games midweek. Good, that, yeah. pool, that pool Chelsea game, I think that's actually going to be a lot more fun than we than we think. Oh, it'll be fun. I, I expect Klopp antics. I expect, uh, Klopp antics. I expect the new manager in Chelsea to have some interesting – they're going to pan over him on the sideline. There's going to be some puzzling looks from his face. Oh, yeah. What, what the fuck's going on here? The starting lineup will be interesting um, as well. But, yeah, good games here. Um, we got a college basketball championship tonight. I'm mm-hmm. going UConn. I think they're just a level above defensively and all that. I'm pretty yeah. sure you'll go UConn too. Fuck, yeah. And then no, uh, as soon as we end this call, uh, I'll touch in with the Yanks. We played the Phillies tonight. And then congrats to our Knicks who clinched the playoffs. Yes, sir. Playoffs clinched, locked and loaded. Yup. And the Julius Randall Ewing theory is in full effect. Yeah. 3-0 without yep. Orange Julius. The Patrick Ewing theory. He's on something. Mm. He's on something. We'll see, dude. We'll mm. see. The length of the Randall injury is going gonna, is gonna to determine for me how valid this is. Yeah, can't go small sample size. If yeah. he's out for the whole first round of the playoffs, and we advance, and we advance, Ewing theory activated, one hundred percent trade market. Julius yeah. Randall on the block. Book it. Send him out. Do what you got to do. Get rid of him. Yep, I think for it sure. needs to be done. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we're jumping the gun a little bit. But Julius Randall, you are on Ewing theory watch. We'll just say that there. We'll just say that there. Anything else before you want to get out of here? No, let's go Knicks. Go Knicks. Go Yankees. And then Arsenal, Man City title race. Fucking crazy times right now. Good times. It right is. Now. Good times. It it's is. Gonna be, it's going to be heated, heated title race. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll try and catch up Wednesday. I know you have a weekend. When are you leaving again? Uh, still in debate. Actually, we're waiting on a phone call. In fact, I might know more right after this pod. But right. uh, we'll I maybe shoot for Thursday. Wednesday, even if it's like yeah. a half hour hour pod. We'll, we'll we'll do our picks for the weekend. Let's do it and preview those games, and then talk about the midweek games. I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about from that Chelsea Liverpool game. So, oh fuck yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> we'll, we'll do, do it. That. All right, episode 55 premiere pep talk PPT podcast in the books. We out. Mm-hmm.